Too many men forsake their dreams because they aren't willing to risk or fear they aren't up for the challenge or are never told that those desires deep in their heart are good. But the soul of a man isn't made for controlling things. He's made for adventure. Something in us remembers, however faintly, that when God set man on the earth, he gave us an incredible mission, a charter to explore, to build, to conquer, and to care for all creation. This show is about that ancient song that wells up within each man when he ventures into the unknown. It sings out like a clarion call to the wild places of the earth. This is the anthem of the adventurer. of the Anthem of the Adventurer podcast, the show for men who are looking to answer the call to the wild places in their lives. I'm your host, Dan Zayner. Today on the show, we have my good friend, the dude Buddha himself, Tuan Nguyen of the Awesome Biz Dads podcast. Tuan lives up in the great city of Ottawa, Canada, and is originally from Vietnam. His story is one that starts with an epic adventure, sacrifice, overcoming odds, and gratitude that has propelled him to a life of service to others. He's an amazing man, a great dad, and he's going to challenge us to incorporate some simple but life-changing adventures into our lives with our families. Enjoy the show. All right. So uh, how's every Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be on video or not, but I'm waving, nah, by the way, audio. to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Video is uh, just well, for us. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So I guess uh, I'm, a, I'm a dad, and uh, I'm a dude, and I'm a, an entrepreneur. And what I'm doing right now, business-wise, I run... Uh, a dental advisory business. I help dentists find more patients in a particular procedure called All on Four, and it costs pretty expensive. It's fifty thousand um, dollars, but it changes lives. Yeah, it completely changes lives. Um, it basically replacing the entire row of teeth, top and bottom, uh, wow. for fifty thousand. Normally, it would go eighty thousand if you go implant by implant in over two years, but this one is fairly quick. So I. I actually never thought I'd be in this space, but after seeing kind of transformation in people's lives, I was I became really passionate about this procedure. So that's what I do for a living, and I, you know, advise dental groups primarily in, uh, across North America, uh, but our business will likely start serving clients in Europe. So that's like the business thing, right? And uh, I, I enjoy it more because it challenges one of my gifts. So to share some of my philosophies is, you know, people say, "Do your passion and." find money and all that stuff. And I have a slightly different approach to it. I rather recognize what my gifts are. And then I try to apply it to create value in the world and, and in exchange for money. Right. And so I think some of my gifts is my analytical skills. I'm creative. And, uh, and of course now I have experience with four previous businesses, which I built and sold and, you know, did really, really well with that. So I take all that as part of my gifts and I apply the gifts in an area that I care about. And so I really care about these individuals who are really have lost their quality of living and given up on self-confidence because their teeth are in such bad shape. And so, and to go through two years of treatment, it's, it's so, so much pain. And so I decided to apply my gifts in this space in exchange for money. Now, what is my passion, which where you and I met, right, Dan, and it's an on fatherhood, yeah on raising our kids, on being the best example we can be for our kids. And so I have a small tribe called the Dude Buddhas, and we are a tribe of business fathers who come together and we share epic lessons and epic failures around life, 
really relationships, self-care, fatherhood, and business. And so the whole point of this is that when you think about Elon Musk and all these other individuals, which I don't know them personally, right? But not yet, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, or the late Steve Jobs, you know, especially the late Steve Jobs where he, he completely changed the world with his, his brilliance. But when it comes to family, you know, he didn't have the greatest reputation. And so it's, I always say it's none of these guys' faults who have a reputation of being the greatest dad because there has never been a conversation and, and a community that supports a man in creating global transformative companies yet still have the tools and resources to be there for the dad. Mm. And so I'm hoping that this community first will help any dad in this world become a successful entrepreneur, but also have the tools to be really close to their family and themselves. But maybe one day someone's going to attribute, you know, the dude Buddha community as to, to their absolute global success and how they've changed the world with maybe some kind of a renewable energy type company or something to do with space travel, right? And, and, and yet, you know, their, their family have never been lost, you know, in this, in this whole process, right? So that's kind of what I do that's, that's on the side that I love, right? And, and the best part is that the more I spend time with my family, the more it feeds into my community. Because if you don't take the time to figure that shit out in your family side, right? you can't really create a community around this. And so I've reverse engineered my life. I don't try to make a lot of money, but I try to say I only work 25 hours a week, which is five hours a day. And whatever I could build within that time period, whatever I could leverage, however process I create to kind of scale, that's what I'm going to do my best in my abilities to create that value within the time period. So therefore I could be with my kids. Hmm. Right. And so that's that's basically in a nutshell, you know, uh, you know, to give a, a bit of a the two second, the two minute background where <laughs> I came from is, you know, I came from Vietnam. You know, if you want to call it the fall of Vietnam in 1975, I don't like calling it the fall, but basically when's the change in government in, mm. in 1975. And uh, and I came here as one of the boat people, very ill, heart stopped twice, shocked back to life twice. And so that story remained with me my entire life and to be grateful to have breath. And uh, one of my biggest mentors is this guy, Max Keeping. He passed away, but he went through a life-threatening uh, you know, challenge as well. And every day he he lived beyond the day where he thought he was going to live. He called it bonus, bonus days and bonus mm. life years, right? And so I'm 43 in exactly of this interview, you know, at April 9th, so within two weeks. And I could say I've lived 42 years of bonus living because I've died twice already, right? So this has led into my complete commitment to philanthropy, volunteerism, which is really what I care about the most. And every success that I have, you know, I try to use it to breathe more, um, more giving into my family and also into the communities that, that matter to me. So there you go. That's, that's the nutshell. <laughs> Man, every time I hear your story, and I, I've heard it on a couple of different podcasts. Uh, I know we're, we're both big uh, fans and friends of uh, Larry Hagner's the, the Dad Edge podcast. I mean, your life started with an adventure and you've embraced the hell out of that. And I love it. Your spirit is infectious. <laughs> Every time we've gotten to talk is just like, so energizing. You're one of those guys who just fills me up every time we get to talk. It's, it's just hey, great. Thank you. Um, and your community, your mission is just, ah, man, you're, you're right. There's going to be some day where, you know, somebody's going to be standing on Mars with a flag and say, ah, Tuan Nguyen and the dude Buddhas. That's why I'm here. <laughs> and here's my family. They're right here with me. 
it might be me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you don't That'd know be great. Me, That'd be actually, so awesome. I wrote in my obituary, like we did this, you know, thing through one of the masterminds in the Dad Edge, that my wife and I took a trip to Mars together. Nice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, if, if we could just have this casual conversation about trip to Mars, yeah. you know, I one of my, you know, you know, social media posts was about trip to Mars. And, you know, some people try to create extreme situations for you to make a decision. So, like, imagine you're dying tomorrow, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right. And and I don't like to use those situations. So what I like to say is that imagine you are being sent on a trip to space out of space and it could be to mars could be anywhere humanitarian really you know righteous trip like you could come back with amazing data for us and our 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 planet Uh, but the problem is there may be a chance you might not come back so now you have three weeks or two weeks to download everything that you think could be valuable for the people you care about download and download two in two weeks just go nuts and download what you think is valuable the surprising thing is when you go through that process, what comes out of it and mm. really what purpose can come out of it? What opportunities come out of it? What clarity come out of it? At the same time, what has been holding you down, right? Maybe you might want to share like four of your biggest failures that you want to make sure people know about. You know, and so many of us keep it all the way in until like yeah. we're about to die, right? And so instead of saying that, it's like you're about to embark on a humanitarian trip to space and you'll likely get back, but there's still a chance where you don't. So, you know, here's a microphone and just share us whatever you want. And we can, we're going to send it over to your family and your best friends. And, and this is what you're going to have to share with them just in case you don't get back. And that process I think could be extremely powerful and it could be adventurous. Like it'll open up adventure for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And a really good segue into what I wanted to ask you first of what is your definition of adventure? What does that mean to you? Um, it's a little different. It's gr- yeah, it is different. I think um, adventure for me is is making sure every day you wake up and you have the faith and belief in yourself that you could be unapologetically you. Mm-hmm. That to me is alone quite adventurous, a thrill to be all of you. You know how some people take a trip to like wherever nine hours from your city and then you're like oh i get to be someone else right and sometimes one of those trips you feel that that's who you really are and then you have to come back to a job or something that just where you're not really you so i think one of the biggest adventures anyone can take is to be unapologetically you right and find a way to get there uh, because with that will attract crazy life adventures after Mm. that right and um it I'm actually likely doing a post about this pretty soon. It's this whole YOLO crap, in my opinion, like you only live once. (laughs) And YOLO to me creates, it just creates this pressure to find big, shiny objects and big, shiny people and, and then going after something. And what if you never get there, right? So to me, YOLO is you have one chance to show up unapologetically you as you. And when you do that, you know, the right people will gravitate to you. Just if the other people don't like you, who gives a crap? Who cares about them, right? But if this person really loves you as you are, unapologetically like you, then that's when the adventure starts. You get to just be around with a lot of cool people that resonate with you and anything goes, you know, like there we go, like uninhibited. That's really awesome. What, is, what does that mean for you to 
What does that look like in your life? Oh, great question. Um, it means waking up and hearing sometimes negative things around you and saying, it's all good. Everything's going to be okay. Waking up feeling complete, living every day and, and overcoming the feeling of wanting to be accepted by other people, which is one of my things that I, I always kind of fall into. Mm. You know, I'm in this relationship with an amazing woman and, and I have to fight the feeling of thinking I need her to complete me, right? And the moment I show up as fully complete and then saying, yo, what's up? You know, like, why are you so happy? Because life is great, you know, let's rock. I'm on the right, right? side and of like the tonight, dirt, man, let's do it. it yeah, exactly. I mean, we're doing a, a, an ad hoc date night tonight, which she doesn't even know about yet, you know, and I've already set it up. But, you know, it's it's just, it's going to be fun. It's going to be adventurous. We're going to go to a nice little restaurant we've always wanted to go to. And, um, you know, and then just hang out tonight. Just just chill, right? And, um, yeah, I mean, I, that's that's adventure. You could have the thrilling stuff, which I, I love the whole skydiving stuff and sure. going around and taking kids to see culture. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's it's pretty adventurous to wake up every day and saying I'm finally at a place where I could just be me, and it's awesome, right? And then mm. and then the adventure itself starts starts evolving. How did right? you discover that in yourself? What was that process like? Um, I guess lots of um, misery and and pain. Uh, you know, that I try to understand. Uh, what I just shared with you just now is actually a revelation that only happened months ago. So this is very, very new. And this whole YOLO and complete kind of thing, especially the whole complete, like you are complete as you are. And, uh, and the message that I've been telling myself and conveying is that people like to try to find ways to complete themselves. But the funny thing is you go through all this process and find out, you didn't have to do anything. You're already perfect as you are, right? Mm, you know, you, yeah. you know, I'm not stopping you from improving skills to build a house, but you know, you are complete as you are. And so, I would rather go traveling feeling complete, not feeling that that travel is going to complete me, right? I rather feel that if I'm going to go to the dad summit or if I'm going to go to, you know, like what I want to do is I do want to take my kids to a, a bit of a culture trip, right. And in, in my own culture, um, but it's more for understanding. It's more yeah. like growing the mind and knowledge, but I feel complete. So how this came about was three and a half weeks ago, actually about a month ago, I had a massive flu that knocked me for three, three weeks and with a heart condition and, and lung issues, it really debilitated me and it, and the crazy thing is my hormones probably have is all over the place. And I woke up in raging anger. I called mm -hmm. our buddy, Larry. Yeah. I gave Larry a call. I'm like, dude, I, I can't sleep. And every time I sleep and I wake up, I, I have this weird rage. I don't even know where it's coming from, you know? And, and it just got me to dig deep. And only, like I said, only over the last three weeks that I realized that, you know, I, I, I still have a lot of blame that I've been blaming all these people. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I mean, you know, and, and I had, and I, I victimized myself and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and it was realizing that it was actually worse than I thought, you know, it was like, it was worse than I thought. So I spent the last three weeks, thankfully, because I was so sick. I stayed at home. I barely touched the computer. You know, I didn't do anything except for just be by myself, drink a crap ton of water. Right. And this is what came about. And I put a post on this on, on social media just a few days ago. And it's, it's one of my most viral posts I put it on Isn't several it amazing groups. the discoverings you make when you're forced <laughs> to rest 
and reflect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's where it came from. And, um, and now it's like ever since, again, it's been as if I'm at next level for me. Like I'm not comparing myself to anyone, but I've definitely hit next level Tuan. And I'm so happy about it. And I'm, I'm feeling I'm producing more. And I feel more adventurous too. I feel more gutsy. Mm. I feel less fear. All right. So, yeah. Very exciting. Look out, world. Next level Tuan is here. And yeah, level man. one Tuan was pretty damn awesome already. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still likely walk into a lamppost. It happens every two, three years without me knowing. So that's never going to go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Wow. Oh, that's one of the things that... I just really love about you, man, is that self-awareness and, uh, you know, the ability to dig deep when you have those moments and those opportunities to do it. Because normal guys, when you get the flu, you know, we'll be watching Star Wars and playing video games and stuff. Like, I'm not saying you probably did some of that, but you're not journaling about the deep, you know, wells of your soul and things like that. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, uh, I'm, I'm like, uh, they, my nickname is the gangster Buddha. Let's, that's my nickname. And it's cause I grew up in the streets, you know, I'm spiritual, but you know, my friends came up with it cause they think I bring spirituality down to the streets, you know? And I, you know, I, I'm a practical guy, you know, I just a B like most dudes, I think, you know, and I, I, I never thought myself as a deep guy. Right. Uh, you know, spiritual, maybe I did. I'm not sure to be honest. I actually haven't know to be honest. Right. But I, I did, I do like to, to take something that might appear fluffy and seeing how I can apply it every day. Right. I, I just like to make sense out of it. Right. And there's still a lot of stuff that people say in the spiritual world that I'm like, what on earth are you talking about? Right. But, but it's, but more out of curiosity, I'm like, I'm curious how you even you guys even believe in this stuff. It's pretty cool, and and I and I'm curious, not not judging negative, but I'm like, oh, you know, you guys must have gone through something that has yeah. that led you to this, and and so I try to understand what other people's journeys are, and you know, I, I look at, I, I talk to a lot of adventurous people. I'm very lucky. My past life, I had four internet businesses that create residual income. I traveled the world, did a ton of philanthropy. Every trip was volunteerism. I would try to do some volunteering and then get to know the, the area. And I meet a lot of adventurous people. And I think what really ties uh, these individuals is they, they feel extremely uninhibited as people. They just like go for it. And then the the crazy guys of the Spider-Mans of the world that actually climb buildings and, and do handstands on, at the edge of a building, which I saw on this viral video. I'm like, whoa, that's like beyond adventures. That's like that's a little reckless, or something. You know? Yeah, yeah, reckless. You know, <laughs> there's, like a, Daddy. there's a fine line between adventure and reckless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, like, you know, I can only imagine what's in the psyche of this guy and how he grew up, and you know, it's remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. And that is like so uninhibited as a person. But I think there's a bit of skill involved there as well, sure, too, right? Yeah. Like I, I'll jump off a plane as long as the parachute is there and I've been trained for it. But, you know, this is like a whole level of gifted adventure in this guy. Mm. And he's there in this world to show us that what we thought was impossible is actually quite possible, right? And so then again, it breeds back adventure. Like that guy who jumped off... Uh, the the Red Bull guy out of the uh, you know I don't know he went above the atmosphere and then he, oh, and he jumped yeah. down the uh, free Felix fall Bumgarner. right yeah 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 that guy like 
I remember watching. There's another, like, holy smokes, like, this, that's actually, I can't believe it. Like, it's unreal, right? That's <laughs> yeah. adventurous. And, you know, now people are being challenged to go more adventurous, or some people are like, oh, I could do, like, a diluted version of that. And, you know, and so all these people who take these extreme uh, measures to show how uninhibited you can be and adventurous is just a sign of, or a reminder that we could be more uninhibited, more adventurous, and it requires, like I said, really showing up as you unapologetically, right? Yeah. Don't do skydiving because it's adventurous. Like, become the unapologetically you, and you'll see what the right adventure is for you. That's going to drive you, like, up the walls in a thrilling way. Yeah, man, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I love that. Um Hey, I hope you're enjoying this week's episode of The Anthem of the Adventurer. Today we're brought to you by the awesome patrons over on Patreon. Patreon is a platform where you can support the show on a monthly basis to help with production costs and also improve the show with higher quality audio, swag for supporters, and much more as we reach our monthly goals. Head on over to patreon.com slash anthem of the adventurer to pledge your support. And thank you for making this happen. Now back to the show. One thing I wanted to ask uh, to kind of pull the thread on that a little bit further. How are you in encouraging that and um, cultivating that with your kids? Mm-hmm. Since, I mean, so, you are unapologetic about living <laughs> life, even though, you know, you're a dad, you got the, you got the house, you got the obligations that we've all got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, once, once you bring in kids, you, you have uh, the, you know, unless you're a single dad, you have the other half that you have to consider as well. Right. And so, let me start by the challenge, right? The challenge about what I'd ideally love to do is, you know, whatever they say, I, I, I honor them. I, I provide them with affirmation. And then I, I do my best to help them find the tools or help them learn and discover the tools to chase whatever they want to chase. And that's mm. the message we give at home. Uh, so in school, we don't talk about grades. We just talk about habits, right? Um, and, and, you know, I always, if you ask my kids right now, if they come home, you say, hey, what does, you know, daddy say about school? And then they're going to say school is there to help us build successful habits. They're not going to say it's there to help us learn math or history or prepare us for university to find a job. You know, we're, they're in school right now and they're focused on good habits, right? Now, where it becomes uh, difficult is, is uh, not difficult, but, you know, you have to uh, listen to your partner and how she or he, you know, I'm not going to judge, right? Your partner, um, you know, also from their experience, what does it mean, right? And so, you know, my lady has a slightly different approach. You know, she came from, uh, she grew up in Vietnam, right? And, and that approach was very different. So our messaging around adventure is very, very different. You know, I'm way more liberal and I'm way more accepting while, you know, traditionally how I was raised, which is how my my wife was raised, you know, it was a little bit more, you know, this is the rules for success and that's it. You stay within these rules, right? And so how do I do it? I try to manage both. I try to accept that there is lots of value in how we were raised. You know, we keep knocking on how we've all been raised, but look how we've become. Yes, we've all had issues, but I've realized now that everyone's going to have issues. We're not going to avoid it, right? And, uh, and we just got to make sure we deliver the message we feel is right. Mm. And so I do two things. I, I always tell the kids, you know, whatever you want is great, you know, I, but you tell me how you see it happening and I'll support you. And the other way is I show them that I'm doing what I want to do. 
you know, they, they've watched me build this business from the bottom up. They've watched me make $30,000 one year and they've seen me rise and rise and rise. They've seen me take advantage of my freedom of being at home and just heading to the golf course, which I suck by the way, but I just like being out <laughs> with the boys, right? Just in case the listeners say, Hey, I'm going to call Tom for a round of golf. I suck. Just so you know. Okay. Me too. And, can, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. A club of terrible golfers. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, my son, before he started school, you know, I never knew how to swim and he started to learn. So then I, took lessons as well you know and so during the day in the middle of the day right and so to me showing those kids or my kids that you know look at what i'm doing like i literally dreamt of this three years ago when we all got together as a blended family and my promise to them is that i will be there with them all the time you know and i will be with them at their hockey practices and soccer practices and i'm in taekwondo with them and to me to them, that's adventurous. That's very adventurous for them because they yeah. look at their friends and their friends don't have that much time with their parents, right? And and I could feel their amount of gratitude. And now they're running with their own ideas right now. The, you know, the oldest is 14, 15 and the other one's 12. And it's at a point where they have a lot of really cool ideas that they could actually run with, right? Not like when you're seven, eight years old where you have this dream and Sure, we could do a lemonade stand or whatever, but this is full blown. My 15 year old daughter wants to build an app for scouting. You know, my my 12 year old cool. wants to find ways to spread positivity around the world, right? And so it's um, and so she has a little apparel company. Like she saved money and she bought 50 hoodies and 20 caps, and she's made three grand awesome. doing it. And you know, we're not about everyone has to become a business person, but I said if you have a business idea or uh, any idea. You know, I have a nephew who wants to do uh, kind of like a fundraiser. Like he's he's really charitable, this guy. He's super like ultimate empathetic guy. And so he's always trying to figure out a way to help other people. And so to me, helping your kids discover and develop the skills, A, by learning, asking questions, and then figuring out what you can introduce into their lives so they could discover and build the skills. And B, which is more important, in my opinion, is showing them that you're doing yourself and showing them that that you're learning how to do it, yeah, you know? And, and that's what my 15 year old just said to me before when I took her to school, she's like, you know, what's really cool is that you're always learning. That's, that's really cool. I thought I want, and this is what I've never heard before until she told me, I thought when you come an adult, you just stop learning. You just start taking care of everything around you, but it's really cool to see you're always learning. Right. And now that's a skill that she's realized that life is a lifelong learning, you know, journey. And, mm. and that's, that is, I think, a pre- prerequisite to being adventurous. Oh, yeah. You got to be curious <laughs> about life and just, yeah. you know, pulling the thread on everything. Oh, that looks cool. Yeah. Let's learn how to do that. Exactly. That's so cool. So, this reminds me so much of um, the conversation with John Eldridge we had in the Dad Edge Alliance last week, which kicked this whole thing off, actually, <laughs> about <laughs> how important it is to unlock the keys to the hearts of your kids through their passions and really living in those with them. And I, I love how you're living that out, man. That's awesome. Dude, you're doing great with this podcast and anyone who's listening, it's one of the easiest things to start. And so what I love is. about it, I know it is, it's so easy, but uh, what's great is your kids will get to see this one day. And my kids watch me in the middle of a podcast. And, you know, it's, it's just great to have something that someone can look back on, especially your family. And, they, and I've had cousins 
listen to me in like a Spotify through their car. Like it's so weird. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and, but what's really cool is that they, they really get to see a side of you. You know, they really get to see this, this, and to me, this is a sign of adventure. Like starting this podcast has been extremely adventurous and, uh, and you're going to see the same thing. Like I've done zero marketing and I have downloads all over the world. Like, it's so weird. Like, I'm like, holy cow, it's from yeah. India, Vietnam, Australia, Russia. Like, wow, this is like really, really cool. Right. And so, you know, that's a great story to share with your family and a great way to show them who you are. Mm. So. Yeah, I think, I mean, your show and, and this as well speak to such universal concepts that it just sells itself, you know, like people <laughs> want to share it because it's exciting to talk about, you know, doing business as a dad or incorporating adventure into your everyday, like that's stuff that we can all understand. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Oh man. So I wanted to also touch on with your, with your wife, like how you bring her alongside you in this adventure. Um, another thing John Eldridge talks about in his books that really resonate with me is that our, our wives, our partners shouldn't be the adventure in the, of themselves, but we bring them <laughs> along with us. How do you live that out? Uh, I, I guess, I mean, I book uh, first from, from a day to day, you know, like I said, I, I do everything possible to, to let her know she's the most important one in my life. Right. And, you know, even when she's super cranky, you know, most of the time I would say I would smile and hug her and hold her and let her feel that. And I think, at least in her case, I, I'm not good at saying women, right? So I'll, I'll say in her case, because, you know, I, the last thing I want to do is like say my one experience is indicative of all women, yeah. you know? So, but I know in her case, it, it, it gets her into a, um, a state of mind and state of emotion. Um, and then when I think she's in that state where she's positive, feels appreciated, uh, you know, again, that adventures, I think, is an energy, right? And, and then that manifests our day together, right? She runs a business and uh, she has a restaurant, a high-end Japanese fine dining restaurant. Can't and, wait to take uh, my wife up there to go eat there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys crash from our place. You're welcome to stay with us, of course, oh. and bring the, whole, bring the whole family. Yeah, we but yeah, I mean, from a day to day, at least that's what I try my best. Like even this morning, you know, I didn't let her get out of bed. I was holding her, you know, I, I wake up early, take care of kids. I hit the gym and she gets home late because of the restaurant. And so she sleeps in a little bit. And so I was holding her and then I, I forgot what I said. Like, you know, when you come home today, you know, we'll, we'll hang out, we'll do this. Right. And she was, well, I'd like to go to work if I could get out of bed, if you let me get out of bed, you know, like, no, nope, you're not going anywhere. You know, you're going to stay here. And then she's, well, how am I going to go to work and come home? So, you know, uh, last night uh, I could tell you, you know, she went to bed and, you know, there's some frustrations uh, from the business. Right. Uh, but this morning, you know, it's great to see her leave to work in this really, you know, euphoric state of emotion. Right. And so I think something that simple, I think, creates the, the simplest adventure between two people. Right. Then there's the obvious like we went to Hawaii, we book our trips, so we make sure it's in the calendar. So we book the family stuff first and the business goes around it. Um, and uh, running a restaurant does create uh, a, a difficulty to commit to dates. So we've had to move it, but we've never canceled. Right. Mm. So. Uh, so that's kind of like in our situation when, when, you know, we have her business, which is very dependent on staff. And if suddenly we get slammed with a bunch of people being sick, it's just, it just changes things up. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, but, you know, again, doesn't stress. She's really amazing at not being stressed out. That's why I learned from her. She's super calm, like, mm. like so calm through everything. And uh, I'm like this energizer bunny. So I, I have, I, she's a great person. I don't like to use the word grounded, but um, she allows my energy to flow uh, at a different pace. Yeah. You know, and then I, I enjoy and appreciate things differently. So adventure is also slowing things down. That's Absolutely. a crazy thing. Yeah. So slowing down. And um, uh, I like uh, uh, Devin uh, Bandison, who's in our group. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, he, he has an expression, which is, uh, you know, uh, going to the speed of life instead of speed of mm. lights. You know, it's like, just take That's it down great. to the speed of life. Yeah, yeah. So that that is adventurous to me. And uh, with, with my lady, we, you know, we just love staying connected. We like feeling like we're connected. I think that's the most important thing for both of us, especially when they're two entrepreneurs is just ongoing stuff and shutting your mind off and just taking a moment to just reconnect and feel that deep sense of connection. Um, and then from that adventure creates itself. Dude, I love that. I'm going to like write that on a wall somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. Uh, don't give me the credit, though, okay? Don't give me the credit. Uh, I mean, if I could continue and share about yeah. something like that, especially for, for the listeners, uh, anything I say here, if there's any value, um, I would say thank yourself first for listening to the podcast and taking the time to listen to our conversation here. Um, but I believe that anything I'm saying right now, this very minute, someone, someone else in this world is saying it perhaps in a different language between two brothers, two friends, mm, brother yeah. and sister, you know, and in that case, then the theory that if I go back one minute from this exact moment, someone else is saying the exact same thing somewhere else in the world. In that case, exactly a year ago, someone else is saying something very similar to what we're saying, same conversation, same words of advice and same experience even exactly a year ago. And therefore, even a thousand years ago or 10,000 years ago, whatever thousand years ago, these words will likely exchange in some form, but this exact same message. So Michael Jackson is one of my idols. And he says, I hate that I'm given the credit for the words that I sing when I'm merely a messenger for words that have been spoken for thousands and thousands of years. This is where I get this philosophy from. Cool. Right. And I feel like you know, the reason I'm chosen to give this message in this conversation with you for the audience is because I've been chosen or I, the opportunity is for me to, to take a message that's thousands of years old and create relevance for our population today. Mm. Like Michael Jackson takes words that have been sung by many voices before, but for him in this generation, he made that those words relevant, Right. But at the end of the day, they're not his words, and these words are not my words either. And that's what I believe, right? It's yeah. so, that's why it's so easy to live life is that you just live life in flow. Like things flow through me, out of me, through you, into me. It's awesome, right? <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's awesome. And I, I would definitely agree there. There's there's these universal truths that we're speaking about, you know? It's, it's definitely true. Well, hey, in closing... I got one more question for you and then we got to give you some shout out time here um, because there's some awesome things that we want to point people to. What is one thing that the guys listening to this can incorporate tomorrow and what can you challenge us to do this, uh, this next week? Uh, wow. That's, that's a lot, huh? Um, so how about a gift? Cause this mainly, is it mainly dads here or, or what is this? Or is it just adventure period? 
Well, this is the first one, so we're going to find out who our audience is. All right, <laughs> so... I, aiming for men in general, but I have a feeling a lot of dads are going to be listening to this. Okay, so uh, I do something, and uh, for me, again, for me, this helps me see what's possible, and I would like to challenge everyone to grab a journal and start what I call the Problem and Gratitude Journal. Uh, mm. It's helped a ton for our whole family. Everyone in our family does it. Um, the two girls and myself are really religious at it, all right? And how it works is that every night you write a statement, which is a problem I would like solve is dot, dot, dot. And then after that, you know, I am grateful for this. So everyone knows the whole gratitude thing. It's a big movement. It's it's true. It works. It does rewire the brain to be more positive, right? But the whole problem size is not meant to be negative. Uh, it's meant to, for us to one day identify something that we care about. And some, uh, somehow we also feel this, internal drive that we feel we're meant to solve it and i think when you find some kind of cool problem that you feel almost destined to solve uh, that is an adventure that is worth a lifetime and, and so it's how my kids came up with this whole app idea and the only one comes with positivity uh, it came out of their problem gratitude journal and these two ideas that these girls are running with they feel completely gifted to solve this and to see the fire in their eyes as they especially now, of course, building an app is a little bit more complicated to watch a 14, now 15 year old, okay, like just spec out the app and understanding, you know, the experience and how it's going to solve, but ultimately stemming down from the fact that she feels gifted to solve this problem. Um, it's so cool. And it's an adventure for her as well. And Dude Buddha is the same that came out of my gratitude, problem gratitude journal. And it's been adventurous for, it's been such an adventure for me uh, embarking on this mission you know so it's uh that's why i challenge everyone to do is go out there pick up a journal and then commit to this every night because we've had almost our third year doing this together as a family awesome. which is almost yeah 800 statements already we've made wow. it could be very simple like i wish uh i could figure out a way to mow the lawn faster you know or i wish i could find a better way to dispose of garbage after a big party happens uh or you know like it's just very simple and it could be very grand too you know either way it's just it's a way to jog your mind to one day figure out an adventure you can embark on that you're meant to embark on cool and you could even do that with young kids too like you know we've got a four-year-old and an almost two-year-old and Alex loves talking about what he's grateful grateful for. He'll even remind me, like last night, he's like, Dad, let's talk about what we're grateful for. I'm like, yes, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, yeah, for young kids, instead of saying problem uh, with my fiber, I would say, what do you want to fix? Yeah. Oh, I want to fix this, I want to fix that, you know? And it's, it's just his way of identifying problems, and it's really cool. Awesome, I love that. I'm going to do that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, where can guys find out more about all the amazing, <clears throat> excuse me, Stuff you're doing while I grab a drink of coffee here. <laughs> yeah, um, you can go to dudebuddha.com. That's D-U-D-E, dude. Buddha is B-U-D-D-H-A.com. And you can reach me through there. Or, uh, you know, from the health side, it's healthgenie.ca. So health and genie is G-E-N-I-E.ca. Uh, Tuan Nguyen, I'm sure the show notes can show you how to spell it. T-U-A-N and last name is N-G-U-Y-E-N. Uh, try to throw that on Facebook and maybe throw my city, Ottawa, in front of it, O-T-T-A-W-A, and uh, add me and you know, reach me through Facebook. I'm, I'm there enough. I don't have social media on my phone, guys, but uh, you know, I'm on it enough to respond uh, within like 24 hours or so. And uh, that's it, guys. Just looking forward to hearing from you guys. I'd love to hear how you guys take on adventure. 
fantastic. Our girls, our girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll probably have some uh, some women listeners. I know my mom's at least going to listen to this, so <laughs> and my wife, so we're good too. Um, <clears throat> but we'll see how this shapes up as uh, the weeks and months and years that this goes on. Um, I mean, this is a universal message, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to be listening to uh, to our conversation here because you have really hit on a lot of amazing things and you're living it out in an amazing way. I just love you pieces, man. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person in June at the data summit. It's going to be great. Ditto bro. I love it. Get ready for a big old bro hug. (laughs) All right. Okay. Much love to the family. Yeah. Likewise. Peace, man. (laughs) Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Anthem of the Adventurer. Please leave us a review in iTunes. Those are the lifeblood of a new podcast. And we really appreciate those. If you want to continue the conversation around this episode and engage with your fellow adventurers on our weekly challenge, join our group on Facebook. Now go out and live your adventure.